0: Hey, Selfish Babes. In this episode, I interviewed Fabiana Ferrarini, the CEO and founder of Queen Warrior TV. Her and her husband Matthew Ferrini have really built a workout subscription empire. And so in this episode she talks about her journey through motherhood, young motherhood, as well as why she got started, how she got started and really just created a life on her terms, which is what I want all my selfish babes to do. So this is part 1 of her interview, part 2 will be dropped on a later date. So enjoy, remember to follow us on Instagram at selfish babe. Screenshot this episode and tag us on Instagram. So I know The Selfish Babe Selfish Talk podcast is sponsored by my company, Goddess Detox. Goddess Detox is a holistic wellness company dedicated to providing women with self love inspired products to physically, spiritually, and emotionally detox. If you are a woman wanting to detox her ex, detox negative emotions, as well as to get more in tune with yourself and your vagina, check out our Goddess Vaginal Detox Pearls as well as our Queen's Steam and Queen's Throne Combo, which is the in-home vaginal steam set for your convenience. You can find out more information on our products at goddessdetox.org as well as follow at goddessdetox on Instagram. Tell them Olenike Osi sent you. Hello, my beautiful, selfish babes. It is your girl, Olenike Osipo-Wale here. Okay, bringing you another Selfish babe Selfish Talk podcast. And on today's podcast, I have the beautiful Fabiana. Can you say hello, my love? Hey, guys. It's Fabiana Ferrarini. Hi. And And um, I want to bring out Fabiana because um, I've seen her on Instagram. Um, I think the first way that I found out about Fabiana was just through maybe one of the pages on Instagram I have followed and I see that she was talking about her Queen Warrior uh, program, which is basically fitness. Um, And I was like, hmm, I need to start working out. I don't really like the gym. At all, really. I don't work out that often. Let me try it out. Let me follow her. So I followed her and eventually I had opted into her Queen Warrior program, which she'll talk about in the podcast. And even just watching her on her videos in the workouts, I'm like, I really like her personality. Uh, I want to bring her on a podcast, and even, like, on her page, she shares, like, her personal journey and her story, and I was like, oh, I really need to bring her on a podcast, so I'm just really happy to have you, Fabiana. It's such a honor to be able to interview you today, so I just want to say thank you for sharing yourself, your energy, and your journey with the Selfish Babes that are
1: listening. (laughs) Well, thank you,
0: and first of all, girl, I love your energy. My goodness, come through. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, my love. Thank you, thank you. And so uh, for the subscribers that have no idea about you, but I know they're going to start following me as soon as they hear your story, would you be able just to tell us a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah. So um, I am a mom of three. Um, I have a 15-year-old, a 10-year-old, and now a two-year-old. So I have two boys and one girl. Um, Married. um, And honestly, I started my fitness journey almost 10 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. and so I, st- and let me just be a hundred percent transparent as I always am. I don't come from a sports background. I don't come from a family that ate healthy or that, you know, exercised. none of that. I mean, I came from like the complete opposite. Like we had gatherings around unhealthy foods and that's how we celebrate. Like, that's how we come together, you know, as mm-hmm. most people do. And, um, after I had my second, um, not only had I just gotten married, I, just graduated college and then i had my my second um i hit post i had postpartum depression so mm-hmm. i had it with my first one and then i had it again with my second one and and it was really really bad i mean i was only the time was probably like 22 Um, and it was rough and it's something that people don't really, women don't really share about. We don't really, you know, educate each other as much back then about postpartum depression. And it
0: was something that was not like embraced in a sense. Um, and so. Just to interrupt you a bit, just so we have some more clarity. So when did you have your first child? So
1: I had my first child when I was in high school. So I was a senior in high school. Um, he's from a previous, um, relationship, um. And so, yeah, I was
0: a I was a teen mom. I was a teen single mom. And and when you had your first child, were your parents supportive of that or supportive of you when after you had the baby?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, honestly, um, I, I couldn't have done it without my parents. You know, being as though I was a single mom, um, when my son turned uh, a month, that's when I started college. And um, my mom would like babysit him while I was away in school and while I was working as well. And, you know, thanks to their help and their support, I was able to, you know, attend school because yeah. it was really hard. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And I know you had mentioned postpartum depression. So like, from your, I know you said you had it after your first child as well, as well as your second child. So would you be able to kind of like give us maybe some examples or scenario on like what that looked like for you? Because I know at one point in my life, I think probably like a year ago, I had asked my mom, you know, how was it raising me? I was her first child. She had me at 28. And, you know, she was on her own. And, you know, she says, you know, you do go through like depression, but you do what you have to do. And I know that for some women, that is a reality. And also, there isn't a reality where women are supported. They have a partner and they're still going through postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. And so it is true. It is not really talked about. I think it's like what I see on social media, at least a lot, is like, People like show the journey of the pregnancy, they have the photo shoot. Uh, You see that they're really happy. And then after you see the baby and then you see like the snapback. But like a lot of people don't talk about like emotionally what they're going through, the support that they may need as a mom, not just the baby, because a lot of I know a lot of the time the focus is on the baby. And so, like, would you be able to share that for like for me? I don't have a baby yet. I want to have kids at some point, but I like. When I'm learning more and more about like the healing process and what actually happens, I'm like, shit, they don't talk about this. So I would love to hear your story and just some examples of like what postpartum looked like for you.
1: Yeah. So, you know, I was able to experience both ends being as though I was a single mom. You know, I didn't have a supportive partner back then at the time for my first, for my oldest, Um, I was in a very abusive physically and mentally relationship. So, I mean, my postpartum from that was like, it was insane. It was like one of my darkest periods of my life. It was like the time where I had like lost complete faith and just in a sense of like trying to like navigate life, you know, like I was struggling with self-doubt. I was, I was struggling with like, body image. I was struggling with like even finding someone later down the road that would want to be with me, want to marry me and build a family with me. So it's like at that age, I feel like those are the moments that as a teenage, you're kind of like developing and finding yourself. Right. Um, And so I was doing both. I was finding and developing myself, but I also had a kid that I had to be strong for and, you know, be take care of them. So I had to be whole. So it, it was really hard navigating both ends, because at one one time, like, I had to be super, super strong. And at the other end, like, I was falling apart, you know? Well, um-
0: Mental and emotional wellness is important. I'm so grateful that more and more people are openly talking about going to therapy, selfish, babe. If you have been thinking about getting therapy, I would highly recommend it. An easy way to find a licensed therapist would be through a company called BetterHelp, the sponsor of this episode. They've helped over 2.5 million people connect with a the therapist and get the accessible therapy that they deserve. Prices are affordable, and they even have financial aid options. To check them out, go to BetterHelp.com selfishbabe or click the link in the show notes to get 10% off your first month. Love you it looked like what does falling apart mean for you what was your feeling of like falling apart what is that
1: well I mean uh, falling apart for me at that time was um like I said like I, I was literally like questioning everything like I, I, I had what I needed, right. Because I had my parents that were supportive of me, but I still felt this sense of like deep sadness, you know, yeah. um, my child was healthy, but nonetheless, like I didn't feel fulfilled. I feel so unhappy with everything. It was like, as if like, I had like this, dr- like gray cloud, just like yeah. over me. And no matter what I did to try to like, you know, overcome it, it just never seemed to like go away, um. You know, I I I know a lot of people talk about postpartum depression and mention suicidal thoughts. But everyone experiences postpartum depression completely different. You know, I never had that, um, but nonetheless, like it, it was it was a very very uh, rough period. Just because um, that's not how I envision family for me. You know, that's not how I envision life for me. Being a single mom, I I come from. Um, a family of mom and dad, you know, and my parents have been married for over almost 30-something years. And um, so when we came to postpartum, it it was just extreme sadness and just self-doubt.
0: Yeah. How did you, like, move through that? Like, how long did it take? And, like, when did you feel like the cloud wasn't as gray anymore?
1: So, you know, it's one of those things that kind of, you tend to just... I guess foul compartmentalized right in the back of your head because somehow like I still had to put this front that I was okay right because I had to be okay for my son and so in the midst of all that dealing with physical abuse right because it was something neither that I was ever exposed to I didn't see it in my family so struggling with abuse mentally and physically was something too that I was like was that with your ex-partner yes
0: so after, were you struggling with that after you had the baby? Like, were you guys still working on, like, trying to be together? And, like, through that, you would experience those those instances of physical and emotional? Oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the physical had, was, like, with my oldest, um, his father. And um, it happened prior to the pregnancy, after I had the baby. And it was just kind of, like, part of, like, our relationship, you know? Yeah. And at that time, like... I I've met him when I was 15. And then I got pregnant when I was like 17. had my son when I was 18. So it was like a big chunk of like my teenage life. Um, And so it's like, those were things that like, I never really got to work on or like untangle in a sense, you know? Um, And so I just kind of just, I had to push through, right? Like I said, like, as a parent, you learn that you don't have no choice, like your mom told you, like, you have to like make it, you have to figure it out and you have to move forward. So I moved forward physically, but mentally, like, it's something that like, I never really got to work on. And it's, it's Mm -hmm. crazy because now as an adult, now happily married after 10 years, these are like the traumas that like, I have to work on with myself. You know, I have to like mentally understand that that was my past. And my past does not define, you know, who I am or wh- where I'm going to go or who I'm going to become, yeah. you know? And so because I never truly dealt with it, it just kind of, I just push it back. Pushed it back. Yeah, I just pushed it back. And so um, I met my husband in college. Um, and so at that point, my son was like about three months, I met him in college. And it's crazy, because like, our first encounter was more like, he just walked up to me and he was like, my goodness, like, why are you so sad? You know? And I was so oh, like, He, he saw
0: that. He saw yeah. that you Oh, was, wow.
1: I'm like, I'm like, who are you? And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know, us girls like, I ain't sad. Like, I'm good. And, and he was like, you look so sad. And I was just like, no, nah. I'm like, I just, and I honestly told him, I was like, I just don't have anything to really smile about yeah and I really felt that like I didn't have anything to truly smile about, right, because I felt like my life was effed up, you yeah. know, like, and I couldn't pick up the pieces to figure out where I was going, what I was gonna be, and what was gonna
0: happen of us yeah. um and about that I mean, even that journey because even you mentioned something earlier that I think is actually really important, um, you talked about. Maybe feeling like, well, you had your son. I don't know if somebody's gonna want to be with me and my son. And I know that there's a lot of women that go that way. So we want to know the tea. We want to know your story. You want to. I know that you're still madly in love with your husband. Okay, child, so, so she married this man. Just so y'all know. So tell us about that journey. <laughs>
1: um. So yeah, you know, when I like when I met my husband, I, I mean, to me, he was like God's son. I'm a woman of faith, and like. It was just like love at first sight, to be honest. You know, I saw this handsome, you know, man with his braids and his polo shirt and his fit, and I was just like, damn, he's sexy. And then from there, like, you know, we just kind of like connected and I would see him on the hallway and I would wait for him on the same spot and he would always say hi to me. And it just like it just it just became such a beautiful, genuine friendship. Okay. You know, and I and I think and not to like, you know, go off to something else, but like that's truly the core of any like marriage relationship or anything it's that having that true genuine friendship and like through that like i was able to share with um my struggles you know and at that time i was still sort of like going back and forth with my son's dad because to me it's like i'm really big on family and yes. i really wanted to make it work regardless of what we had dealt with you know i was like okay i'll forgive him i we'll work through it and so at that time i was still going back and forth with my son's dad and my husband now man he was always just giving me advice and he would tell me like you're so beautiful like you know you you have so much potential like he yeah. saw in me something that I didn't even see at that time right because I was just like surrounded with negative thoughts on my own like these were the story this was the story that I was creating in my hand that I was telling myself and that I was truly believing and I was walking yeah. forward with this story you yeah. know and that's the power of the thoughts right of what we yeah. tell ourselves. Yeah. because i believed this i was a complete like i was a complete fog in a sense you know yeah. but he was able to see through all that and um from there i mean we just developed this beautiful friendship and like you know we this was back in 2007 2006 2007 and you know we had a beautiful relationship friendship wise and then we dated for a little bit And then we both went our separate ways. And I went back with my son's dad and he started dating somewhere else. But somehow we would always like come back, you know, always come back.
0: I like that um, journey, right? Because, you know, for me, I had just assumed that in college, I've been together since college and that's that. But you mentioned that, you know, you guys dated, separated and then came back. And I love the journey of that because I'm in a relationship now and we've been together for three years. And I feel like, relationships can be complicated and I don't mean that in like a negative way I just mean that and I'm more looking at relationships from a more mature standpoint I think sometimes um we can think we can forget that people grow people change people grow over time and you can be meeting the same person but an evolved version of themselves that maybe works better for both of you and sometimes I feel like it's like I think I used to think like this. It's like, okay, well, if you don't with that person, you don't with that person. And that may be true for most cases, right? But then there's some cases like the one that you just mentioned, where there was something always pulling you guys back together and you guys are together now and you guys are in a beautiful relationship. And so I'm just happy that you mentioned that because I feel like some people don't, don't talk about like the complications in relationships like that. Like they They're all different. And I feel like at the end of the day, you have to make it work for you. And it's, of course, making sure that you're happy but making sure it works for you. So I'm glad that you were able to talk about that.
1: Yeah, and and you know what? I, I think we're always like really big on pointing like what works for you, what you need and the changes you've made. But you also have to understand that like you're making these changes. So like in that period when we were, you know, we dated, I was a different person. Like I was broken, I was struggling, I was depressed, you know, and during that break, I was able to sort of, somehow like heal myself and right through that healing there was growth yeah you know a change of character I had more grace I was more understanding I wasn't as stubborn and yeah. so forth and you you develop these changes right and so like you have to also be open that this the other side the other person is also experiencing the same thing right yeah. and so somehow when we came back together we were just like yo this is it like I love you you love me and it's like <laughs> and it's been history since
0: 2011, girl,
1: going on 11 years. So,
0: A shame. I love that. So, um did you finish college? Yes. So,
1: um yeah. So, in 2011, like I was saying, like I was mentioning, I graduated college, we got married, and I had my son. So, those were like the three big things that happened in, in 2011. And, and as you know, for someone that's 22, Graduating college, like what you envision, it's like you're going to go off to work and go to (laughs) grad school and you're going to hang out with all your grown up college uh, friends. And that didn't happen for me. You know, like I had goals of like, I wanted to be a pharmacist, I wanted to go to pharmacy school. But at that time, I had two kids now. I just gotten married, and my husband was, you know, um, starting his own business. Yeah. Um, his second business. And so it it was a lot for me. You know, it was a lot for me.
0: Yeah.
1: And because we carry on trauma, you know, now I had to deal with that new period plus the baggage that I never got to deal deal with from previous, you know? So it was like, once again, I was, I was depressed. I was struggling with postpartum depression. And yet this time I had a very supportive partner. Yeah. I mean, when I tell you, like I would go home and um, you know, I would go home and my husband would come home from work and I would literally be crying and he would just be like, what's wrong? And I was just like, I just feel really sad. Yeah. I feel really sad. I'm i really unhappy. Like my life really sucks. And it really didn't. When I look back, it didn't, you know, but we have this thing, like this picture that we envision like our life to be. And when you're, what you envision doesn't match your reality, it just, It just doesn't click, right? You you seem to like be unhappy and unstable. And so um once again, like I was dealing with postpartum depression and it was like really sucky.
0: Yeah. So how did you say, okay, I want my life to be different? Because I can understand postpartum depression and I can understand the feelings of sadness that come with the hormone changes. Mm -hmm. I can also understand the sadness that comes with, like you said well, maybe your physical reality is not looking to the way that you envision it to look. And I can understand how sadness comes from there. At what point were you like, hey, I think I want to do like more fitness stuff because you mentioned you want to be a pharmacist. So at what point were you like, I want to do this fitness stuff and then we're going to go into the journey of like how you built Queen Warrior TV.
1: Yeah. So like, like I mentioned, I've always been a woman of faith. Like that's been a core of our marriage Um, and so every night when I had these periods of like crying and feeling unfulfilled and unsatisfied, like Matt and I would always pray and he would pray for me and we would pray together. And, you know, he would ask like for guidance, for strength, for some sort of revelation of what I wanted to do. Because I also understand that sometimes we're so obsessed with the plans we have for ourselves, but. God on the other side is like, that's not what I want you to do. You you know what I mean? And it doesn't matter how much, how many different ways you try to go down that path. If that's not the plans God has for you, it's not going to work, you know? So in the midst of all that, like I was taking tests, you know, to go to pharmacy school. I didn't get accepted. Then I was like, you know what? I can't be a pharmacist. Then I'll go ahead and go to nursing school, right? Because I graduated with a bachelor's in biology from Penn State girl, I didn't make it. And I was just like, what in the world? Like, this is what I went to school for. This is what I see myself. I like worked at a pharmacy for years. Like I worked at several pharmacies, like I shadow people in this field. And I was just like, it's not clicking. So I've always also been like a hustler. I've never been the person that dwells on the same like stays on the same state. Like I'm really big and saying It's okay for you to complain, but it's not okay for you to complain and stay in the same state. I agree with that. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, have your moment, give your feelings some time, cry it out, be sad, right? Because it's really important that you give your feelings the right time.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? But at some point, it's your responsibility to move from there. It's no one else's responsibility to move from there. So you you know I was just like all right, Fab. Like we had enough with the pity party and the sadness and my life is shitty and I'm so yeah. sad and this and that. You got to start doing something else, right? Because obviously I couldn't go to pharmacy school. Not only because I didn't get accepted, but like my husband was working like early mornings, late nights, and somebody had to stay home with the kids. Yeah, had to be me. Yeah. You know? And so um, I was just like, all right, screw it. Like let me just try different things. And so in the midst before like landing with fitness I started doing like arts and craft and I started just doing like other like girl other things and I was just like (laughs) for me yeah Um, and so like a friend of mine's invited me to a like a Groupon class a boot camp and from there I was just like bingo like I love this and it wasn't because like I yeah I wanted to lose weight for my pregnancy um But also that feeling of fulfilled satisfaction that I had when I left every single class. I never felt that feeling. Wow. You know, and for the first time, this was something that I was doing for
0: me. Yeah, that's true because you're taking care of the kids. and okay. the. Yeah, yes, I, that's very true. It's very you're true.
1: always like pouring. I, I feel like as women, one of our jobs is to always, like we're always worried about everybody else. We're always pouring into everybody else's cup. And when it's our cup, we'll be like, no, no, no. Like, I'm going to just do it over here. And we yes. always kind of just like push ourselves to the side. And for once, I was spending one hour feeling my own cup and then I was able to go back home and overflow everybody's cup because I was feeling good. I was feeling happy. I was feeling a little fulfilled in a sense, you know? And so that's where my journey began. And I was just like, my goodness, like, I love this. Like, this is like happy
0: for me, you know? I love that. So then how did you move from like going to the boot camps to then eventually like training other people or teaching other people? Because you, you began doing that at some point, right?
1: Yeah. Um, so from there, I mean, you know, I, I, I was teaching these, like, I, I did the bootcamp for a while and, <clears throat> excuse me. And then, um, after that, you know, I was like, I started, I opened an Instagram and then I started sharing because I felt like there was not enough women that looked like me, that yeah. talked, like me, that yeah. had a body like mine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I <laughs> felt it wasn't enough, like black and brown
0: just for as I say, just for the people listening, Fabiana, like what is your cultural background? Just so we have some reference.
1: So I'm a Latina. Like both of my parents are from Honduras, but you know, when you say Latina, girl, like this is a whole like mix and pot. You yeah. Know? So um, yeah, I'm I'm a Latina, you know, a nice little brown skin, <laughs> you know, curvy, you know, nice and thick at the bottom. <laughs> So I was, yeah. like, I was just like, there is not enough people that look like me. Yeah. And, and and as crazy as it sounds, I mean, I was born here in the States, but I moved back to Honduras. So Spanish was, has always been my first language. Okay. So when I came to the States, when people will hear me talk, they're like, oh no, like, where are you from girl? You know, you, you don't talk like you from here. Yeah, And I was just like, ah, like, I felt like I had to talk different so I can fit in. And so I was just like, that was, that's a whole different story. But girl, I started sharing on my Instagram because I'm like, there's no trainers that look like me. They're not moms. They're not married. I mean, it's just too much. Like, it's just too much stuff that I don't, I don't, I can't. So I started sharing my journey. And from there, like, I started getting a small following and then I started sharing myself. Like I felt comfortable after the boot camps, I felt comfortable like going to the gym. And that was like a very scary period for me. You know, it was Tell very me. intimidating. Tell me why. Because like like I said, I, I never worked out. Um, and I was navigating it by myself. And I've always been like a very, what is the word? Like I've never been like scared to try new things. And even when I'm scared, I know that that's what I'm supposed to be doing. Yeah, I've always been kind of like a rebel in a sense that I'll do it regardless, you know? Yeah. And so like, I still did the gym stuff. And I and I started falling in love, but I didn't feel confident that I was doing things the right way. And I feel like these are things people experience, right? Am I doing the the exercise? Correct. And so forth. Yeah. Um, But after that, like, once I felt comfortable, I got certified, then I was just like, all right, Maybe it's time for me to start training, you know? And so <clears throat> I started training, and then I realized that training one-on-ones wasn't something that, like, I really loved. Okay. You know? like, what part did you not like? I didn't, like, I I just, it was kind of, like, boring to me. Okay. Like, <laughs> I need more excitement. Like, I need, like, more... I guess like more space to be like free and to talk. And when you're yeah. doing personal training sessions, those one-on-ones, like it's very like tight, you know, you only have an hour and then within that uh, one hour, you got to like, there's not enough really talking. Yeah. You got to get your client through the whole program, cool down, warm up, etc., and get them out the door, obviously, because yeah. that's what you're paying them. That, that's yeah. what they're paying you for. And so like, I didn't, I didn't like that. Like I need a little more freedom, you know? Like when I teach my classes, I'm like, I stop. I dance. You know, yeah. it's like girl time, and uh, like that's why I love like group training. You know, because yeah. you're able to like connect and have a little more fun. Yeah. Um, but from there, um, I started doing my boot camps. I think like back in like 2013. So two years, a year, almost like a year and a half, two years. Like I went from trying like my first my first um, fitness class to like hosting my own boot camps.